in life and business. The goal? To help you discover purpose, launch your vision, and impact the world through your unique kingdom-driven purpose. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Kingdom Minded Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Angel Rivera, and today I'm bringing you episode number 25 entitled, My Weaknesses Are My Superpower. Your weaknesses could be, and I believe are your superpowers. And in this episode, I'm going to just give you some tips, some reflection based on my study on why weaknesses are not a bad thing. And if you've been around the block enough, you're going to know that culture tells us that the answers to our weaknesses, the answers to our failures, the answers to our shortcomings is to fix them. Fix them as fast as you possibly can. Fix, fix, fix. Become the fix-it Felix of your life, your spouse's life, and everything in between. We are taught to control every circumstance, and when things get out of control, then we must fix it. And I'm here to tell you that although that is the world's and culture's way of doing things, God instructs us to do things a little bit different, and he has a completely different outlook on the subject. So the solution to fixing your shortcomings is primarily also from the world's perspective is to seclude them, is to hide them, to put them away. Don't let anybody see your weaknesses because when somebody knows that you're weak, they are going to exploit it. They're going to take advantage of you and they are going to trample you. So do not let anybody know your weakness. The other thing is the secret to our success is to appear as flawless and amazing as you possibly can. I like to call this keeping up with the Joneses, right? We show up to places, we go to church, we go to meetings, we go to work, we come home, and in our inner closet when we're all by ourselves and or with our spouse, we wear our stress on our sleeve. We look like it, but to the world, we are flawless, nothing is going on, nothing is happening, but this is the difference between the world. Fake it till you make it, God says faith it till you make it. God qualifies us in a completely different way than the world qualifies us. So his view on weakness, our purpose, and what we or how we should see ourselves is completely different from how the world sees us. And this is what we're going to talk about today. I want you to embrace your weaknesses, but not stay there. I don't want you to be a fix-it Felix. I've been there. I've tried to. And after I read the passage in 1 Corinthians chapter, I mean, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, where Paul talks about being weak and having a thorn in his side and trying to figure out why life was happening to him in such a way and how God, please remove this from my life. I believe if I'm correct, he asked God three times to remove this thorn from my side. And while we don't know what the thorn was specifically, if you read the book of Acts and you know anything about Paul, his life got turned upside down. And because of him, the Gentile world became known to the world as followers of Jesus because of the door, the pathway that he opened up because of the ministry that Jesus gave to him. So Paul 
was out there actually doing the do, doing the work, making things happen. But there was something that was stopping him. In his estimation, he was almost disqualifying himself because he was seeing a kink in his armor. He had a weakness inside of him that he wanted God to remove from his life, from his ministry. Now, I don't know about you guys, but my goodness, I've had a lot of weaknesses, a lot of them that I've done very well at hiding, that I've done very well at not exposing, that I've done very well at keeping up with the Joneses. But I'm telling you, the minute that I got this, and even in my studying in this specific passage, in this specific time, it opened up a new revelation of what Paul was talking about and how we can get free from trying to fix ourselves and put ourselves in a self-help workshop, in an internal workshop and even external workshops for years on out when we, if we can just grasp this and if we can hold on to the truth that God has created us to be more, to do more, to accomplish more, to love life more than we ever thought possible, to become who he's called us to be and to embrace who we are right now, to embrace who we are right now, God has something to work with. Now, first step, embrace who you are right now. Love who you are right now. I'm not saying to love what you don't want to do is to love who you are, how God created you, and where he has appointed you in this moment in time. You're listening to this podcast because you had a divine appointment to be here on this specific episode to listen to this. So love yourself where you're at right now. I have to love myself where I'm at right now. Now, I may not be where I want to be, and I may not have everything going on the way I want it to go on, but if I ever want things to change... It has to begin with accepting and understanding that who God made you and where he has you at right now is exactly where he wants you to be. But to become who he's called us to be, we must embrace who we are right now. Remember, when we unqualify ourselves, we take ourselves out of the race. But qualifying ourselves in the way God calls us to qualify ourselves allows us and gives us the power to face obstacles and failures without losing sense of our purpose, without losing sense of our vision. We can have a thriving faith and hope that God is with us and is working for us and is working through us despite and because of our weaknesses. God does not make mistakes. And because you or I see a weakness in our life doesn't mean that he's disqualifying us. Have you read your Bible? There are stories upon stories upon stories of nothing but people that have, gosh, I, I look at Rahab and Ruth and Jeremiah and even Paul. And then we can even go to Jacob. You know what I mean? The guy was a liar and a cheater. We can go to David. He was a murderer. I mean, all these weaknesses that these men of God had and women of God had, but despite their weaknesses, despite them disqualifying themselves, God used them for his glory despite their weaknesses. And in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, it's such a beautiful illustration of Paul 
talking about his specific weakness and then the revelation that he got at the end was so awesome and I've never seen this before. I never seen this before, but now that I saw it, it actually opened up a new revelation that I want to share with you guys today. So bear with me because I'm going to read this. And uh, excuse me, this is in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and it starts off by saying, and I'm going to start at verse 1, and I'm going to end at verse, I believe, 9 or 10. I must go on boasting. Although there is nothing to be gained, I will go on to the visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. Only God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Even if I choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain self-control so no one will think more of me than it is warranted by what I do or say or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited or vain, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Did you catch that right there? Paul is recognizing, he's almost tapping out and saying, all right, I know why this is happening and I know how conceited and arrogant I can be. So I am giving in to this and I know that this thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, the thing that came to torment me was to probably humble me because I pleaded with the Lord three times to take it from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Then it goes on to say, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Did you catch that? This is completely opposite from culture and the world, guys. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses because weaknesses get turned into strength in ministry. Weaknesses get turned into strength with God so that Christ's power may rest in me. How many Many of us want the power of Jesus to be in our life, the Holy Spirit to empower us, but it can't happen if we are living a double life, if we have masks on, if we're playing games, if we're being double-minded, if we're living one way one with one person and we're living another way with another person, if we're faking it till we make it, that is fake and inauthentic and this is basically telling you that is not the way we do it with the kingdom life. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses, I, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and in difficulties. Now, this is the catcher right here, y'all. Get this. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Catch this. When I am weak, then I am am strong. Two big I am statements that join weakness and strength together. One does not get accomplished without the other. Without weakness, you cannot be strong. Guys, catch this. God wants to use you 
in your weakness. He just wants you to acknowledge who you are right now, who he's created you to be, and to recognize that you are not a mistake because God makes no mistakes. And your weaknesses are not bad. They are bad to the world. They are bad to culture. It tells you to do something completely different. But what God is telling you to do is to submit to me, bring your weaknesses to me, acknowledge your weaknesses, because in your weaknesses, I am am made strong. Now, this doesn't mean, guys, that we don't grow, that we don't get better. But what this means is this frees us from the invisible prison of basking in victimhood and basking in how bad and how jacked up our decisions have been or living in our weaknesses to the point of it stifling us from becoming who God wants us to be from going after that new job or starting that new business or seeing yourself in such a way that you're like, ah, I could do this, but who I am right now can't because who I am right now is so weak. And how can I be who God wants me to be? And how can I go and do what I know I should be doing if I'm weak? Well, guys, take that weakness to God and embrace it to love yourself and say, yes, in my weakness, Lord, you synonymously use it for your strength. So I will boast all the more as Paul did to say in my weaknesses, because I don't know everything because I can't do everything because I am not powerful. If I give my weaknesses to you and just stay there and know that you are still using me despite of my weaknesses, your strength will come through. It will overshadow my weaknesses, but it will keep me humble. It will stop me from being conceited and it will allow me to always view you as the supreme authority over my life because without you, I am nothing. Without you, my identity is tainted. Without you, my strength is weakness. Without you, I can do no things. This is why uh, first, uh, this is why uh, Philippians chapter four, verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If he has to strengthen you, that means there's weakness. But if we don't acknowledge our weaknesses, how is he going to change us? Now, this is not to say that we are not supposed to get better. We are supposed to get better. But when we submit our weaknesses, when we embrace who we are, when we tell God in our weakness, you are strong, then he gives us the power to change. He gives us the power to embrace a new identity. And he gives us the power to do what he's called us to do according to his purpose. And this is the beautiful part is we're no longer wasting time with people that are draining us. We're no longer wasting our time with thoughts that are bringing us down. We're no longer wasting time being a victim. We're no longer wasting time entertaining negative thoughts that do no good. Embrace this. See this. Read your word. Get to know God. Get into a relationship with him. And when you do, you are going to find gems of wisdom. You are going to find that his righteousness covers all sins. His righteousness and his power covers us. And when we embrace that, when we walk in that, then no way weapon formed against you will prosper because greater is he that is inside of me and you than he that is in the world that is trying to seek, kill, and destroy every believer, especially the believers that are ready to ignite and do what God's called them to do. You are going to experience um, insults. You are going to experience hardships. You are going to experience persecution. You are going to experience difficulties, but in that, Christ will make you strong. 
So in this podcast episode, if you are a believer and you're jacked, your life is messed up, you can turn it around. Step number one, embrace who you are, love who you are, forgive once you embrace and you understand that God knows everything about you and he loves you, he is madly in love with you, accept that love, accept that forgiveness, accept that your father who created you loves you. And when you're able to accept that, then you're able to receive the power that he wants to give to me and you for the mission and the purpose that he gave to you. We all have something to do in this world. Your weakness is not weak. Your weakness is your superpower. The minute we take our weakness and we give it to the Lord Jesus Christ, it empowers the Holy Spirit and the Father to give us what we need. And we are in submission to him. We are aligned with him and he will provide, empower and uplift us at the proper time. But we cannot give the enemy a seat at our table anymore. We cannot give negative thoughts a seat at our table anymore. We have to take every thought captive. This is spiritual warfare. This is the stuff that can't be seen. And when it finally is seen, it's usually not what we want because what we think about will definitely 100% turn into words and words become flesh. Let whatever it is that you do Whatever it is that you put your hand to, put it, put it to use in the most powerful way possible. And the most powerful way possible that I have come to believe in, to experience, is the Word of God. Is submitting everything under the sovereign Word of God. Put everything at His throne. Accept Him as your Lord and as your Savior. He not only died for you, but he's ready to fight for you. He is a loving savior, but he is a warrior, a God, a just God who is all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere, all at the same time. And there is nothing outside of him that could ever do anything to make him not love you, not want to be for you, not want you to be so blessed so that he can be glorified. So guys, if you get nothing out of this podcast at all today, it's to let you know that your weaknesses are not weaknesses. Your weaknesses are your superpower. Give them up to God. After this podcast, say a quick prayer. Say, Lord, I give you my weaknesses. I give them all to you and tell them what they are. He knows what they are already, but this is for us. Tell them your weaknesses. Ask for his grace because in Paul's scripture, God tells him, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power, God's power is made perfect in weakness. So if that's the case right there, we all have the ingredient to experience God's power in our life. And if you deny that you have weaknesses, that's a kink in your armor. Let that go. Let God and start living a life that you can be proud of, that God's going to be amazingly proud of, and start living a life that is going to inspire other people to ask you for the reason and the hope that is inside of you. That's today's podcast. I hope that helps. Remember, we took this out of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, talking about Paul's vision and his thorn, and the main correlation that I wanted to make today, for when I am weak, then I am strong. 
weakness and strength work together. We always strive to be more, to do more, but we do it with the power of God. And the way to get the power of God is to confess everything to him and to submit everything to him and to start seeing your weakness as the superpower that God is going to use to hold you up and to make you somebody who he's created you to be for his glory and your life will never be the same. Thank you so much guys for tuning in to episode 25. Your weakness is your superpower. I hope you enjoyed it. When you get a chance, please go leave us a rate and a review on iTunes or any other podcast platform that you're listening to this in. I greatly appreciate it. And if you want to email us your comments, suggestions, you can always do so at info at thekingdommindedcoach.com. Until next time, God bless. For tuning into the Kingdom Minded Coach podcast with your host, Angel Rivera. We hope today's episode delivered clarity towards your kingdom driven purpose, ignited a greater vision for your future, and inspired a deeper desire to embrace all that God has for you. If you have any questions or feedback for new topics or episodes, please connect with us by sending an email to info at thekingdommindedcoach.com. And don't forget to share the podcast with everyone you love and care about on all your favorite social media platforms. Remember, we're better together and sharing positivity brings us one step closer to true fulfillment. Until our next episode, pursue purpose, embrace change, and impact your world one person at a time. God bless.